Welcome to Get Spiritually Fit with Evangelist Michaela Fate. In this show, I am going to help you to build strong spiritual muscles. We are going to get real and talk about real life situations that we go through, but how to not only go through, how to grow through. It's time to get spiritually, to get spiritually, to get spiritually, to get spiritually. Everybody, and thank you for joining me for episode 12 of Get Spiritually Fit with Evangelist Michaela Fate. Listen, I am so excited about today's show. And I know y'all say, listen, sis, you're always excited about every show, but that's the truth. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I cannot help but get excited about what God is doing because today we woke up, we have breath in our body. God has provided. We are blessed people. Amen. So we should rejoice and give him praise because this is the day that the Lord has made. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. So mm -hmm. I'm so excited about today's guest. Listen, this is royalty right here, y'all. This is a kingdom couple, a dynamic duo. Uh, I'm so excited about today's show. Today's show title is God Can Still Heal Your Marriage. Amen. Somebody needs to receive that today because God is still on the throne and he is still able to heal, to deliver, to save, and to rescue. Amen. And we have to remember that during these times because uh, we're living in the last days. These are dark times. It's a lot going on, but we have to remember the God that we serve is still in control and you're out of control life. He's still in control and you're out of control marriage. He's still in control in the out of control government and he's still in control in the out of control coronavirus that we got going on. Amen. Hallelujah. And praise Amen. God, somebody. So listen, I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to dilly dally. My guess. Okay, are y'all ready? Okay, somebody say yes. Okay, so my next guest, they have been in ministry for about 32 years, which is just absolutely phenomenal. He has been a senior pastor and she was the executive pastor for a church in Decula, Georgia. Now they are small group leaders at Victory Church in Hamilton Mill. And listen, I give all glory to God for this couple. They are really going to bless us and give us some nuggets and some insight and some wisdom. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Pastors, Kevin and Tanya Williams. Welcome to the show, you guys. Thank, so, thanks for having us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, I'm so excited to have y'all on the show. So y'all know when I invited y'all to the show, I go as the spirit leads me. I pray before every show. I say, God, this is what I'm thinking about doing. This is what's on my heart to do. But what do you want me to do? Because I only want to walk in the steps that have been ordered for my life. And so God led me to Pastor Kevin, who then led me to his fabulous wife, Pastor Tanya, because they have been married a long time. 
have lots of insight and wisdom. So before I let them get started, we're just going to invite the Holy Spirit in to take over the show like how we do, because this is holy ground. Amen. Amen. So here we go. Heavenly Father, we give you all glory and all honor, O oh God, because you alone are worthy, O oh God, to be praised. And the Bible says, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the name of the Lord is worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. And so, Father God, we give you all glory today. And we ask that you would take over this show, O oh God, that it would be you that is seen and heard, O oh God, that you would penetrate the heart of all couples, O oh God, all married couples, that you would shift something in them and humble them, O oh God. And bring them back together. Your word says what God has joined together, let not man separate. And so, Father God, we come at whatever the enemy is trying to do with this season of, of sickness and pain and turmoil and hardship. And we just plead the blood of Jesus over everybody listening. And we cancel and destroy those very things that seek to destroy us and to kill us and, and to cast us down, oh God. But we lift up your holy name and we ask that you would take over our mouths, oh God, that you would govern this show and lead us and Holy Spirit, that you would just take over so that you would get the glory and the increase from this show. And so that everybody hearing and watching can have eyes to see and ears to hear what the spirit has to say concerning their marriage and that they would forever be changed. We declare and decree that it is so in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. I want you to share with the audience how long. Okay. So I told the audience how long y'all been in ministry, but how long pastor Kevin and pastor Tanya have y'all actually been married, booed up, you know, like together, <laughs> we, you know, one in the spirit. Come on. How long have y'all been married? Um, we have been married this past May of 2021, we have been married. Um, we celebrate our 30th wedding anniversary. Wow. 30. 30. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I'm only 21, so y'all been married. <laughs> this is crazy. Been, okay. All yes. right. So that's incredible. Listen, I give God glory for that. 30 years. Yes, 30 years. Y'all have seen the good days, yes. the bad days, the in between days, <laughs> the, days. the oh, I love you, you the best thing. Listen, I got to tell y'all a funny story. Uh -huh. I remember sitting in the audience when Pastor Kevin got up to preach on a Wednesday night, and y'all know what he did before he preached is he serenaded his lovely wife. <laughs> you don't think I remember that? Yes, Pastor Kevin serenaded his <laughs> lovely wife and i know that's right you better serenade your queen pastor <laughs> um so yeah pastor kevin serenaded her which listen when do you ever see men do that in general but when do you ever see a pastor even honor his wife before giving the word that was powerful because yes. you gave a testimony about your wife and y'all's union together before you even got it, he said, listen, hold up. Oh, my dear, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> listen, they've been together for 30 years, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. But we know that marriage takes work. Yes, yes it does. It does. Ooh, and we know it takes God. Yes. yes. Even if you don't know that you need him, right. 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 you find out, oh, I can't do it without him. Yes, wow. yes. So that's powerful. I thank God that y'all have been together for so long and God being faithful as he is, is going to carry y'all the next 30. Yes, yes, yes. yes. That's yes. what he's going to do. All right, so we're living in a time 
especially during COVID, where the divorce rate has been very, very high. And I don't know what exactly happened. You know, the enemy has been so busy, but the divorce rate is very, very high. So you know how we are as people. We want to know that we can connect to somebody that shares a testimony that's similar to ours. If you haven't been through anything, people will go, well, I mean, you're cool, but you know, that's not everyday life. Right. right. Have y'all ever experienced a time in your marriage where you considered divorcing or separating and just calling it quits? Yes. 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 <laughs> yes, 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 yes. How much time do you have? No. <laughs> I love the show. I mean, we ain't got thirty years for this. You want, you want, the, you want the long version or the short oh, the version? Short, you want the short version, right? Okay. I just want to help people connect. I want to help people connect, and people usually feel more apt to connect if they feel like you've been through something that I can relate to. If you can share, no matter how big or small it was, would led y'all to thinking about separating or divorce? Was it financial issues? You know, what was going on at that time? All the above. Uh, I would say um, financial issues, um, just um, when you, when you're just disconnected, meaning that uh, when you don't, when you don't stop and communicate with your spouse and learn the tool of listening and understanding one another, um, it, it, it causes conflict. You, 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 you just bump heads. It's, it's like we're, he, he, he's, um, I'm in, um, I'm, I'm in Mars and he's on Jupiter somewhere. You know, it's like, we're just totally opposite. Right. And we got to a point where we just wasn't connecting and it was frustrating. And I left, I, I was tired. I felt like I was being misunderstood. Felt like um, he just didn't care for me the way I felt like I should be cared for. Uh, we we're going through a lot of transition for us, like with this job and uh, finances. We've lost our, our, our home and cars and, you know, it, it was just tough. It was just a really, really tough time. And I mean, you know how, how we could be as women. I feel like I could do bad by myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to keep it real. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, I left. Yep, I left, and we were separated for about a year. No, actually two years. Was it two years? It was two years. We okay. separated for two years. Well, we were mm -hmm. separated for two years, and, you know, God is just so amazing because in those two years, he worked on, I can say what he did with me, he worked on me and helped me to understand myself. And uh, I just grew closer with the, in, in, in the Lord. I really did. I grew closer in the Lord. And he began to open up my heart. And as I began to forgive, and, you know, as God began to allow me to forgive Kevin uh, for everything he said, did, or what have you, uh, I, I, I began to see how our relationship, how the original intent of it was when God placed him in my life. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes God has to bring you back to what, why you got married, why why you fell in love with right. this person, all the good qualities of them. Because see, when the enemy is in your ear, the only thing you, you're listening to is all the bad qualities about your spouse, what they're not, what they, they're not doing, what they can't do, and you know how they're making you feel at that moment. 
And so sometimes, you know, God has to remind you of all the other qualities that your spouse has, the good qualities, qualities about them, how faithful they are, how honest they are, how, you know, all the, all the things that, that made you fall in love with them. And so uh, he just began working on my heart and we, we just, I, I became less, um, what's the word? <laughs> <laughs> I just began to open up more and begin to, to conversate and want to entertain of seeing how he's doing and want to know what, you know, what's going on and about getting back together. And, and we did. We, so we, we got back together, got back but together. it was a process. And I think that whole process, I could just talk for me. It was for me. I needed to know more about who I was, about more what God was doing in me and how, and God just showed me how this man is connected to everything that he has for me. You know, oh, wow. he us as, as a team. We're, we're team, Will, Williams. team Williams. <laughs> team Williams. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What would you say, Pastor Kev? What was God doing with you in that time? You know, um, what God was doing with me, you know, us as men, just in general, you know, if so I was taught as long as I were and bought the money home, you shouldn't be complaining. Mm. That's, you know, and, and, you know, and that's what I did. Like, hey, why are you complaining? I'm, I'm going out there and I'm working, I'm coming home, I'm not cheating on you. And, you know, what are you complaining about? But I could say I realized that I wasn't talking to her right. You know, I wasn't saying the the right things to her to encourage her. Uh, I can admit this. I didn't give her a voice, you know, in the marriage. And, you know, I always say this. I'd have left myself. After I, <laughs> I don't know, you know, left myself. And, and so in those two years, I, I, I know we don't have that much time, but in the two years, just God just taught me, uh, remember my why. Why did I marry her? You know, I married her because I know for one, God brought her to me. I know that the word says when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. But also the part B to that verse says, and he obtains favor. favor. And so, so I realized that my favor is connected mm -hmm. uh, to, to, I ain't trying to preach, but connected. You better preach. To my wife. And I, I realized that, and I am, um, a part of that story, and I'll be real quick, I never forget when she, she kind of brought up a little bit in separate occasions when she would talk to her attorney, she would ask her attorney, have she heard from me or ask me how I was doing and vice versa. I never forget, I paid my attorney for the divorce. And one day I had a meet with my attorney and my attorney says, I'm going to give you all your money back. I, I'm not going to proceed with this. And I says, what are you talking about? I've already paid you. She said, oh, don't worry, I'm gonna give you your money back. And she told me, she says, I just do not feel right about this divorce. This, if, if she said, I go along with this divorce, I'm, she says, I'm going against the will of God. I will never forget that when my attorney told me that. And she gave me my money back and she told me, she said, you need to go and find Tanya and you all need to work that out. I never forget that. And, and the last thing I never forget is that we had a marriage conference at, at our church and by then she and I were separated, she was gone and I was not going to go to the marriage conference and my pastor mm -hmm. at the time convinced me to come to the marriage conference and it was almost 2,000 people at this conference and everybody, he said, anybody wants to write a note um, on this piece of paper and drop it into a box 
and I would do my best to try to read everybody's question, but with 2000 plus people in here, I know I'm not gonna get to everybody. And so I sat down, I said, God, I said, show me a sign. I said, if they read my question tonight, cause I asked the question that what do I need? I, I said, I need a sign from God that I need to get my wife back. I, you know, like that. And I put some other things where I want to do and they read my question that night and I got right there and told me, this is it, you need to go back and get her. And I will never forget that. And, you know, we've been together ever since, we've been strong. Yes, we had our ups and downs, but we continue to remember the why. We continue to remember why God put us together. You said the scripture, what God has put together, let no man separate. Yes. Wow. I encourage everybody that listens to the show, always come ready to write some things down because you can always glean from people that have been through it. Y'all's testimony is so powerful. And I want to thank y'all for being so transparent because a lot of people don't want to share some of the darker times in their life, but look at how y'all have come through. Look at what God has done. I mean, even for your attorney to say, I'm not going to do this. Yeah. Y'all need to work this out together. Just like God spoke through a donkey, he spoke through that attorney to tell you, listen, this is not it. This is not what I have for y'all. Y'all are meant to be one. So work it out together. And y'all obeyed. And here y'all are. Yes. All these years later. All these years later. Yes. Mm -hmm. I give God glory. He's a good God. Was this at the start of your marriage? Were you newlyweds at that time? Were you somewhere in the middle? We were married less than 10 years. We, so. Yeah, that's about maybe, our we're son married. was maybe three. Yeah, we were married almost our, 10 years. Yeah, we was, well, we was about our, in our third or fourth year to our marriage. No. Oh, no, because we got married in 90, we got married in 91. Marcel, Marcel was born. Yeah, yeah, Marcel was born I would in say 95. almost 10 years. Almost 10 years, she's right, almost 10 years into our marriage. Okay, so... Mm -hmm. You know, we've had a lot of divorces during this time, but we also have had some newlyweds. Some people have got newly hitched during this time and found their boo during COVID. Come on, God is good. And so what advice would you give to newlyweds starting out that they may be going through that bickering phase? They may be going, they're trying to figure it out. They're trying to combine households and maybe children. Maybe they are struggling to kind of, even in the area of finances, well, do we put the money together? Do we keep it separate? What do we do? How do we do this? What advice after being married for so long would y'all give the newlyweds out there? Pastor Kevin, I'm gonna start with you first. What I would give newlyweds is, uh, of course, is um, open communication. Yeah. Communicate with one another. Uh, I don't care if it's, if it's good or bad, communicate with one another, talk to one another. Uh, what you're feeling. I think a lot of times we don't, we put it this way, we know how to talk, but we don't know how to communicate. And That's we good. need to learn how to communicate with one another. Um, another advice I would give to a newlywed couple um, is we got this thing we call, you, you're gonna have arguments that come up in a relationship, that just happens. But you have to learn what we call is the fight fair. And when I mean fight fair, don't say nothing below the belt. Mm -hmm. You know, we can say those things below the belt. You know something that's going to hurt her or hurt him. Keep away from saying things below the belt to that person. Knowing, or the famous thing she likes to bring up, bring up is playing that tit for tat. 
You know what I'm saying? Go, you know, I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna hurt you and, and vice versa. That doesn't get us, you know, get you an eye on the marriage anywhere yeah. when we play tit for tat. Mm -hmm. So I just say the main thing is communication, mm -hmm. not keeping secrets from one another and baby the talk and i'm gonna help you all with this and, and um is even if you ready to say something that may you know that may hurt the other person most of the time i ask the question i say this i say no when i'm about ready to say it, it it may not sound right in your ears it may not make you feel good but it, can i go ahead and say it but but what i asked them before i say it is not to turn you down it's not to uh, make you feel bad. It's just something that we just have to bring up. And you, and normally you ask that person that permission, that person know that, that it may be coming, but at least, at least they know <laughs> that, that, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that conversation, that question is coming. And then I always say this, if you feel like that the wall is about ready to come up, let me know so I can stop. Because once that wall shoots up, yeah. ain't nothing going to get through. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing at all. <laughs> Nothing. Okay. Well, that is good advice. And listen, everybody out there, what Pastor Kev gave, what he has just given us are jewels for our treasure chest. We have to think before we speak, we have to have open communication and we cannot go tit for tat and get petty and get below the belt. Cause at the end of the day, in the eyes of God, we are one, we're a union. We're really on the same team. Yes. Same team. What would you say, Pastor Tanya? Um, I mean, just to piggyback off of him, I would say um, try to be mature about it, kind of like what he's saying. Uh, I, I think to be married, you, you do have to be have some maturity about yourself because, yeah. um, like you said, you can't go tick for tack, you yeah. know, all the time. And one of the things I've learned, if I had to give a piece of advice to any newlywed, I would say, go um, talk about your expectations. Like, what do you expect of me as a wife? As a what do you, you know, tell me about um, your expectation when it comes to money and bills and saving and, mm -hmm. um, you know, just even in the future, you yeah. know, uh, what, what are your goals as, in terms of retirement? Because what I learned is that the biggest thing in a marriage or any relationship is that we is dealing with conflict. Uh, it's just like when you get saved. When you get saved, you think I'm saved now, so I'm not gonna have any more trouble, right? So, <laughs> don't do right. that. I mean, you right. know, <laughs> all my worries are gone. At the feet, foot of the cross, and so I should have no more worries because I gave you one, right? Right. It didn't work that way, right? Your trouble's just starting, right? <laughs> uh, we we wish that it happened that way. Right. That's not the way that it is. No, right. it's not. And so we have to get into the. Get deal with reality. And so a lot of times we get married, we're in like fantasy land, you know? That's the truth. <laughs> we're in fantasy land and yeah. we want to live in this alt reality on what marriage should look like based on your expectations, what you've seen on TV or whatever the case may be, yeah. as well as him. And when you get married, reality set in and there you go, there's conflict. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, one thing we, we learned is that um, when expectations and reality, the further away that reality, pretty much when expectations meet reality, there's that conflict. Mm. If it does not meet your expectation, there's going to be there's going to be some conflict going on. 
Wow. And so number one thing in a marriage, I will, I will say once the honeymoon is over, I'll give you a year. After that, once the honeymoon is gone, reality sets in. You, mm. you don't pick up his shoes. Why are you on close to toothpaste? I mean, you just all this nitpicking. Conflict is going to happen. But learning how to resolve conflict healthily, there is a way to do it. I want to also share something with the newlyweds out there and with all married couples. It's something that I've learned and I'm still learning. Instead of trying to be right, be quick to be reconciled. Yes. That's good. It's not always about if you're right or wrong. Regardless of that, just work on being reconciled. You know what? And then humility. You know what, honey? I'm sorry. I'm having a bad day. I took it out on you. We have to humble ourselves. We have to forgive one another. We're both human beings. We're both going through this thing called life. Something I also want to tell the wives out there is, because a lot of times we as women, we take everything onto ourselves and we feel like everything's our fault. Men do this too, but women, we really get trapped into this cycle of guilt and we feel like everything, everything that happens with the children, everything that happens with our husbands, everything that goes wrong, we take it onto ourselves and say, it's somehow my fault. No, we have to give every burden over to the burden bearer as married people and lay it at the feet of Jesus together. Pray for your spouse. Get into the presence of God together and create an atmosphere of peace. Like, listen, I don't care what's going on. I'm sorry for what I said, but you know what? If it's going to disrupt the peace up in here, I don't want it. I am sorry. I humble myself. Please forgive me and move forward. But we can't be operating in the state of a healthy marriage with hard hearts. Because when you have a hard heart, you can't get a clear word from God because you're too busy. It's a spiritual pride. We're all up in our flesh. And sometimes we're speaking out the side of our neck and both ears. We can't hear because we're too busy talking <laughs> like real crazy and reckless. And then thinking all these different things. God wants to transform our thought life. He wants to transform our marriage, but we've got to humble ourselves. Humble ourselves. And we've got to forgive one another, right? Yes. You've heard me, I've hurt you. On those days when you just simply do hit below the belt, like, yeah, I'm trying to hit you because you didn't hit me all week long. Mm -hmm. And now I'm hitting you back. Right. But you know what? Practice this. Instead of always trying to be right, strive to be reconciled. Strive to be reconciled and strive to be reconciled quickly. So all of those tips should be able to help not only us, because listen, we can help during Get Spiritually Fit, but then we also want to help other people because this show is all about not just going through, but growing through. Right. Now, my next question for you both. Pastor Kev, I'm going to start with you. What advice would you give to those married couples out there right now? There's married couples, they're dealing with COVID. Maybe their spouses passed on. They're dealing with loss. They're dealing with financial hardships. Their spouse could be sick. Listen, we plan for ABC, but then life throws us X, Y, Z. We did not know it was coming. You didn't know when you married a person that they may end up being sick 50 years later. You just married them where they were right at that time, but you married for better or for worse through sickness and through health. So our vows do get tested. Yes. So to those people that are going through the test of their life right now, and they are married, and everything of hell has come their way, 
What would you say to encourage those people right now, Pastor Kev? First thing, I'll let them know, do not play the blame game. That's good. Do not play the blame game. And I always tell a couple this, when you're going through a crisis or you're even going through this with the pandemic, do not turn away from each other, turn towards each other and turn towards God. That's good. Keep him in the center of everything. I think one of the things that got us through this pandemic, I know we're still going through some things, is that it gave me the time to sit back and really, for me, the pandemic slowed me down. It, it slowed me down. And, it, it, and so I would tell couples that during this pandemic, realize what God has given you and cherish that and build upon that. I think a lot of times people focus so much on what they lost. You need to focus more on what has remained and build from there. Come on. Now you got me ready to hold up my preach sign. I mean, <laughs> yes. Preach, Pastor Kev. Come on now. Yes. yes. Stop focusing on what has you have lost and focus on what has remained and build from there. And when you build from what's remained can take you to your next destiny. Amen. And we have to do that. Okay, we've lost the car. We've lost the house. But what have we, we've lost plenty of things, but God has always restored back. Hallelujah. He always restored back. Amen. She mentioned in the beginning, man, we've lost cars and we've lost houses. But even during this pandemic, the Lord blessed us with a new house. Hallelujah. You know, and every, through the years, we, we got another car you know, or whatever, but we have to hold on at what has remained yeah. and continue to remember the why that God has put this woman in your life. God does not make mistakes. Come on. He does not make mistakes. No. So if God put this woman in your life and I'm talking to the men, but he put this woman in your life, mm -hmm. cherish that woman because at the end of the day, you're not treating her right. The Bible doesn't know our prayers ain't going beyond the ceiling. Come on. Come on. Yes, yes. That's what it says. Your prayers will be hindered. It will be hindered. And I, I have this quote. I'm, I'm, I, I read this quote. I found this quote the other day. It said, a good marriage isn't something you find, but it's something that you make over and over again. That's good. Each and every day, we're, we're doing it over and over oh, again. Yeah. We just don't get stuck. Yes. We're doing it. We, we're doing things we've never done before. Both of us in our fifties now, mm -hmm. but we're doing things. We're traveling. We're not going to the same restaurants like we used to. We're trying new things. Yes, good. Get our daughter out the house so she and I can sell this <laughs> house and get a trailer and just travel around the world. That's this good. Something adventurous. Keep the marriage fresh, even during the pandemic. If you can't go to Hawaii, go to Party City and buy some Hawaii supplies and decorate your house like Hawaii. If that's if that is gonna take to keep the spice going in your man, to keep the freshness in there. Yes, come on now. I'm gonna stop right there. I'm gonna stop. Well, I was about to say you're gonna take us here, you're gonna take us there, and I'm here for it, Pastor Kev. But we gotta let Pastor Tanya go ahead and say her piece on this because that was good stuff. Listen, something that I've been a trend with Pastor Kev that he's been saying that I want everybody to take from this show. Every married couple, remember the why. That's that's it right there. Pastor Tanya, what would you say? 
Um, I would say uh, during this time, I, I would say mainly to the women, um, to love your spouse, whether yeah. he's uh, on a high or if he's in a low. Yes. If, he, if he's not uh, meeting your expectation, mm. uh, if he is not doing the things that you feel like he should be doing for us concerning the home or whatever your expectations are, love him. Just, you know, we need to love each other, even when we're down. Love each other when we're wrong. Love each other Amen. when we're right. And a lot of times as women, you know how we can do. We, we know how to hold a grudge. And we know how to Woo! get an attitude on. And so uh, during this COVID, instead of finding all the faults that's in him, we want to love him where he's at. Love yes. him where he's at. And it's all about our mindset because as women, you know, things can trigger us. I mean, you know how, how, how we are. We're emotional creatures. Yes. And uh, we just need to work on our mindset. And the Bible teaches us that we should set our minds above, you know, not on things on this earth. And Amen. so when we're dealing in the earthly realm, that's when you get into all this. He's this, he's that, he's right. what he's not doing, right. what he should be doing. Right. But when you get with the father and we think above the vertical relationship, you know, it changes our hearts and, 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 and um, we begin to see things differently. And yes. so I will say this, ask God to give you eyes to see your husband, your spouse, the way he sees him. Amen. And that will change your perspective because we need a perspective change because and all these things that's going on, you're going to have to change your perspective because if you go in with how the world is doing things, you, it has to be a different, we have to separate ourselves and how Christians should do things. It's a separation. And the Come on. We want to be like the world is what the problem is and it influences us, but God is calling for us to separate. And so oh, yeah. if you're a Christian wife or, uh, or what, what have you, your, and your marriage is going through, I encourage you to separate and get with God. Look above and stop looking at the bills, how your children are acting up. Yes. Start looking at all these problems yes. around you. Yes. And you need oh, to start looking at Christ. And I encourage you to get on your knees. Oh, and I encourage you Jesus. to begin to let some things go. Pray for one another. Pray for nice. each other. Yes, yes. yes. We're going to have revival right here, and I am ready for it. Everything that y'all said is absolutely on point. Listen to what they said. Pastor Kev said, remember the wise. He also said, do something different. If yeah. you, you may not be able to go here, there, and everywhere. You can't always expect to, to, you know, we may not always have it the same that we had it before, but guess what? Let's stop looking behind us and let's start looking forward. Yeah. Let's stop looking at what we've lost and let's look forward to what we're, we've gained and what we're gaining. Yes. Yes. That, that's, that's just so helpful. That's so powerful because so many times we're sitting going like, well, what about, and what about, and what about, and we're so hyper-focused on the past, but you can't move forward. You can't drive straight looking through your rearview mirror. You've got to focus and make up your mind that I'm moving forward anyhow. God kept me during this. He kept me during that. He's going to keep me the rest of the way. So God is faithful. And Pastor Tanya, listen, we got to get our expectations in order. We have to understand that you know, we've got to love our spouses right where they are. And I want to piggyback off of what both of y'all said and throw in a nugget. We got to stop trying to change each other and we've got to love each other where we are. Where we are. Yeah. Because this is what it is. God changes us 
he transforms us. Sometimes that can be very quickly for us, uh, one, one person in the relationship, and it can happen a little bit slower for the other person. But sometimes we've got to slow down and go back and say, let me walk with you right where you are. Because you know what? We'll get there. We'll yeah. get there. So that's all good stuff. Now, I want to ask y'all something. There's a lot of people, they've gone through a divorce. They are feeling discouraged because maybe they separated like you two did, but they it didn't make it. They didn't have anybody that a prophetic word came through. They didn't have, but they did what they knew to do. They felt like they did their best. And you know what happens? What I've heard happens when people get divorces, they always describe it as like a death. Yeah. And they say that, you know, it's like a part of them has died. That was their best friend. That was somebody they wanted to be with for the rest of their life, but yeah. it didn't work out. Encourage that person that feels like I did all I could I gave all I could give. I wanted my marriage to stay together and it still fell apart and we still got a divorce. Yeah. I will let them know that it is life after divorce. Amen. Amen. You have to let them know that it is life after divorce and let them know that, you know, because you have, you failed in that area doesn't mean you're a failure. Cause a lot of times when people, something happens or they get a divorce or something, they feel like they, they their life is just, a failure, you know, everything of that nature. No, you're not a failure. And I tell people all the time that you're not judged or not looked at how you have fallen. What, what people look at is how you get back up. Amen. And let them know that it's life after the divorce. You can continue to move on. God still has a plan Amen. for your life. Yes. Amen. For your life. And if it's meant for somebody else to come in your life later on, you know, be open to that, but just realize that it is life after the divorce and you can still enjoy this life that God has given us. Amen. Amen. Would you say the same, Pastor Tanya? Yes, I would. <laughs> I really would. There is definitely life after divorce. And um, I mean, put it this way, God may have something even better in store for you. Amen. And, Amen. You know, just, just continue to be encouraged. And um and and put it this way, everything we do happens it happens for a reason. And mm -hmm. sometimes we can't necessarily see that at the moment. Yeah, but trust me, it's, it's a testimony down the road that someone uh, can benefit from. And and it like he said, it's just there's life after divorce. It's it definitely is. Divorce. And just just stay in the race. Stay Amen. I want somebody to take time to receive that who has felt like a failure, felt like well, I did all I could. It didn't work. Maybe you thought about giving up on God, right? Because sometimes we feel like, well, God didn't fix it. So it's God's fault. Mm -hmm. But I want to encourage somebody out there. Keep your faith. Keep your faith and trust in God. Yes. Like Pastor Tanya said, maybe there's even something better to come. I mean, we can't see it at the time, but we believe that God wants the best for us. Right. But I want to encourage somebody not to be defined by your past. Your past does not define who you are. As Pastor Kevin said, it's about how you get up. The Bible says a righteous man falls seven times yet rises again. Hallelujah. So we've got to rise back up and get centered with God because he's the one who knows the ending and the beginning. He's the one who knows who, if there is a next spouse to come, but maybe God wants to 
heal your heart first, right? That's yeah. a process before we go jump back out there into something. Let God heal you, sis. Let God heal you, brother. I'm encouraging somebody to do that. That's good stuff. I want y'all to take some time. Is there something, anything prophetically that you can share that God has been showing y'all about marriages, where we're at, where he wants to take us, and just give everybody out there a little insight to what you've been noticing, even if it's in your own marriage, what God is doing with you that could help somebody else. Well, I would like, Prophet, I believe this, you know, the enemy is on his job. Yeah, that's right. Job, and he is, he doesn't like families right. and he's trying to destroy families. Yes. And we have to now ask God to open our eyes. Amen. If you see any little conflict or residue, like they, my mom would say, just nip it in the bud right then. Amen. Nip it in the bud. And 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 realize this too as well is ask God to continue to show you your spouse. Amen. Show you your spouse. Take the time in the evening to ask your spouse, what is your what is your dream? I mean, I may, I may know what you want to do, but what is your dream? And what can I do to help you with that? That's good. I want to say this, and I leave this on. One of the most exciting things about driving across uh, I-85 for my work is knowing that when I get home, I get to see this beautiful woman. Amen. People are like, I'm just smiling in the car, and I know the music is on and everything, but it's like, I cannot wait until I turn into this subdivision, knowing that I will get, hey, babe, you home? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a wonderful feeling. I and, love that. and I want to speak to couples to let them know that even during your worst time, God is still there. Amen. He can still pull you through. Amen. So do not lose hope. Yes. And I go back again, remember your why. That's good. Remember your why. Yeah. Remember your why. All right, now, I received that. I, everybody out there, y'all need to receive that as well. That's good stuff. What about you, Pastor Tanya? Uh, I would say, I, I believe this during this pandemic and with corona and everything, I believe um, even though families were getting torn apart, I believe God was really trying to draw us closer together. Yeah. You know? yeah. You know, sometimes you know you got to shut everything down. <laughs> stuck in the same house, same house, and can't go nowhere. But it opens your eyes that you know we need. You know, there's some work we need to do. Yeah, I know you can see the work we need to do around the house, but there's some work we need to do in our relationship. You know, there's some work we need to do with our family, with our kids. And so I just believe that during this season, God is just calling for families to connect. And you yeah. see it all, all around the world now. Everybody's trying to connect with their loved ones. That's right. Everybody, am I right? Everybody's trying, trying to, to reconnect. It's yeah. almost like a reconnection. Yeah. And it's like God is trying to show us that we need to appreciate what we have. That's good. And don't take it for granted. That's don't right. take it for granted. Amen. Amen. Don't take it. Don't, don't, you know, and we and as as a married uh couples, we get familiar with one another. Yeah. We start taking for granted those little things about our spouses. And it end up becoming conflict because now it seems like we're just taking that person for granted. But we need to connect and 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 take um, just consider 
those little things about our spouses and our relationship and the connections that we have as family. And that's what God is doing right now. That's good. Wow. Wow. Listen, what y'all said is going to help so many because it's already helped one person. It's helped me. God is so faithful. And listen, everybody out there listening, we need to heed this because we need to hear this. Because like I always say, if you don't need it today, you'll need it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. There's things that we didn't know that we needed today. We didn't know, you didn't know that this prophetic word you would need tomorrow. You could be going through, what I know about marriage is today you could be smooth sailing, but tomorrow could be a bumpy ride. You're going to need to have some stored up wisdom, some stored up knowledge, and you're going to need the daily bread of the word for that current situation. I want to also encourage everybody and throw in a nugget to stop trying to live the same as you were pre-pandemic. That's good. That's, That's good. good. We, we're not there anymore, y'all. We got to move on now. Okay? That, that, that's not where we are. We need to keep marching forward because we're still trying to live as if. No. We got to look forward we got to keep moving forward and we've got to let the past go. And I say that because somebody needs to receive that. This is prophetically speaking. There's somebody out there that's listening and they keep holding on to that moment of, well, this happened and well, that happened and well, he did this and well, she said that. And you're still here, right here, because you refuse to forgive and let it go. And I want to encourage somebody. God wants to heal you. He wants to deliver you. He wants to cover you. He wants to answer our prayers. That's what God wants to do. His response is yes and amen. amen. Yes. He wants to do it. We've got to let him. You know how we let him? We give it to him yes. and we let it go. Yes, yes, yes. That's good. So that's what we need to do. So listen, this show has been powerful. It's been insightful because it's just simply been a conversation with two people, two married people that have seen the good, the bad, and the ugly was on their way to divorce, but God saw different. Come on, somebody. And here they are today with their two beautiful smiling faces. (laughs) Listen. This next half is going to be our best half. If we got to have Hawaii right in this living room, we are going to have Hawaii. We're going to have a luau. Look, they might roast a pig. Y'all don't know what might be going on over there. But they are going to do it. But this is what I love. They made up their mind that whatever they're going to do, they're going to do it together. Yes. That's good. Yes. That's good. Yes. They're going to do it together. So that's where we've got to get. No matter what happens, we're going to do it together. The enemy is busy, but God is bigger and Jesus is still on the throne. Like you talked about, Pastor Tanya, let's shift that perspective. The bills are going to continue to come. Yes. But guess what? Has God not always provided for us? Come on. When we had even, see, now I'm about to breach. When we didn't even have as much as we have now. There was a time when we had even less than what we have even now. And why are we fretting when God has already brought us through the wilderness to the Okay. So 
Come on, preach. preach. If I had a sign, I'd put preach up. Hey, look, I do it. We're going to preach on this show. Listen, I want to thank you both. I want you to tell everybody very quickly. There might be listening, somebody listening who is unequally yoked in their marriage. They're a believer. Their spouse is not a believer. Why is God so essential to having a healthy marriage? Can you just real quick tell everybody, why is that the most important part? You know, that's the reason I think is the most important part of being a healthy marriage and being equally yoked. You got to be on the same page. Come on. You have to be on the same page. Yeah. You know, um, and I promise I will be, I'll be very, uh, very, very short with this. T.D. Jace and his wife, Sharita Jace, did a great analogy of story. They were, he was saying he was um, riding a motorcycle. And when he made the turn to make a turn, he said the instructor told him the only way that turn is going to be effective that you both got to lean in the same direction. That's good. If her body leans that the, to the right and he leans to the left, the turn may still happen, but it'll be, be, be very difficult. So you both got to be able to lean, be on one accord. On, uh, lean to on um, both sides of that turn can make that turn. Mm -hmm. And even though he's the driver, you as the spouse have to trust your have to trust the spouse that's leading at that moment. That's good. And sometimes men, women sometimes have to lead us in certain things, and we got to be able to learn to trust. Yeah, that's good. Whoever's leading at the moment, learn to trust. You may not like that idea, but trust the God that's in them, yes. that they be able yes. to lead you all to victory. That's why it's so important to be on one accord, to be there. Now, if you have in a marriage, if one don't believe in God or different things or whatever, just continue to pray for that spouse yeah. and don't preach to them. Because that's going to end up just right. making him or her run. Right. You continue to live that light before that person. Yes, that's good. That's good. Listen, first of all, I want to say, you know that they've been together for 30 years and that they meant to be because he didn't even have to tell her to lean with him. She just went ahead and leaned with him and then rock with him and then lean with him and then rock. I know that's right, Pastor Tanya. She said, listen, I see where you're going. I'm going to lean with you. <laughs> Listen, the Bible says that a saved husband or wife can save their husband. A sanctified wife or husband can help save their husband and wife. So listen, there is hope. What you said is so good. And what T.D. Jakes uh, poured into you is so good because we've got to be on the same page and on one accord. A house divided cannot stand. We've got to get on that same page with one another and with God. But like you said, if we preach to them, they usually just run. So we've just got to simply be the church come on somebody and yeah. then we've got to just our spouse will eventually fall in line god wants a union he brought us together to be one we still have our own characteristics our own personality traits and things like that we're individuals but let's serve him and worship him together let's love one another Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Women, respect and honor your husbands. We've got to get on one accord. I want to ask y'all one last question. What is next for you two? Because speaking prophetically, I see this dynamic duo writing a book together to help married couples. I'm going to go ahead and put that out there into your spirit. You heard it here prophetically. Y'all go ahead. 
Um, uh, I mean, well, I, I would say our, our next step is uh, we, we've been doing marriage ministry for, oh God, see like forever, <laughs> forever. And so I just think God just wants to just take us to the next level and, and just continue to um, minister to um, couples and, and, and engage couples and to help others on their journey. I mean, I'm happy to share um, my fumbles, my falls, my faults, and our, even our victories. Uh, in marriage, if that's going to help uh, another couple help reduce this divorce rate that's out there. Yes. Um, and, and even if I could discourage someone to get married, because if it's not time and you're not ready, you need to wait. Really? And that's a whole other story about that's what a whole conversation that, by the way, that needs to be had. Go ahead and put that in y'all's book. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm as you're talking, the Lord just dropped to me. He's, I'm seeing him building, I'm seeing him building. And Woo! I'm build right before my eyes and God says I'm about ready to build you a platform now you're around I'm actually seeing that right now Woo! to take us around not only here in Buford but in other states across the seas because what we have what we have and what we experience we can change a nation we can change marriages we can let people know that hope is not gone. Yeah, man. Yes, yes. Yeah. Right then and there, God spoke that word into you, which lets you know that he's taking y'all someplace. He's yeah. not done with y'all yet. Mm -hmm. Don't settle for where you are because God has his best in mind. Mm. And uh, listen, when y'all write that book, I want my copy <laughs> signed. <laughs> and uh, I'll be looking out for it. But I want to thank Pastor Kevin and Pastor Tanya for being on the show, thank everybody. You. I know that this was an amazing show. So many nuggets, so much insight, so much wisdom, so much revelation. And God gets all the glory. We're just here to be vessels. We're just here to tell the truth. And we're just here to just shine our light so that other people can see, hear, and understand that there is hope. There is life after marriage. You have to remember your why. You have to stop going tit for tat. Come on, somebody, because I don't know about y'all, but I was listening. And, <laughs> um, and as Pastor Tanya said, we have to learn to be better listeners. We have to let go of the past. We have to keep moving forward. And most importantly, we've got to get in line with God and be on the same page. Pastors Kevin and Tanya, I want to thank y'all again. Final words. Final words. I think one of the one of the to have a successful marriage, you need, need to have two great forgivers. Yes, that's good. Yes, yeah. And my final word would be uh, just stay connected. Keep God at the center of your relationship, mm -hmm. and just don't give up. And learn how to forgive quickly. Quickly. Woo. <laughs> Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Yes. Now that's good. That's good word there. Let's be intentional about what we're doing yeah. in our marriages. So like I said, everybody, I love y'all. Thank you for listening and y'all be blessed. Bye-bye.